0: Picture Shane Wright was in the NHL on Seattle, flying first class, playing. He played the Bell Center, scored his first goal there. And then goes to World Juniors, wins gold. And then he's in Sault Ste. Marie watching his team beat up the Greyhounds <laughs> 8-4. <laughs> How
1: does that happen? Yeah. He's taking the Greyhound bus back to Windsor, sitting on the on the chairs, calling up against the window, taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what he was doing. You know, he's not sitting first class. Hey another uh another uh another round you know, no that doesn't uh probably doesn't some
0: sushi some steak no sorry you, all you got is pizza and snow in the soup
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good pizza but not hey, hey. snow sucks very good pizza yeah <laughs> uh. Yeah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show podcast powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. I am your host, David McCaig, Jr. This is episode three of the Game Sports Show podcast and this episode is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Seal Incorporated and the Sport Displays. You can check out Flawless Roofing at flawlessroofing.ca and you can also check out the sportdisplays.com. Flawless Roofing deals with residential and commercial rooftops for over 30 years. They're based in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario and in Thunder Bay, Ontario as well. You may as well protect your investment and start from the top the sport displays they have a neat product called the jersey mount you can hang your favorite jersey or jerseys or you can hang your favorite shirt jerseys out in your garage your man cave whatever it may be the jersey mount can feature that favorite shirt or jersey that you want to show off to family friends or visitors into your office garage etc check them out again it's the sport displays and we appreciate their sponsorships both as Roofing and the sport displays to the Game Sports Show. Now the Game Sports Show is powered by the Game Entertainment and Media as I mentioned. Head on over to the TGM Network YouTube channel if you're not already on there. Make sure you've liked and followed subscribe If you have a podcast that you're airing and you would like the TGM Network to air your podcast for you, please reach out to TGM. that is yours truly or you can email the Game Entertainment and media at gmail.com or you can email the Game Sports Show SSN Gmail.com, and that can be directed to myself and members of the game entertainment media family to help get you started on having your podcast aired on the TGEM network YouTube channel now this is episode three of the game sports show podcast you can check out episode two and one on t network youtube channel and all audio platforms of the game sports show episode two was an absolute fire of an episode we had bronson kovacs come on and share so many good tales from when he played hockey over in hungary and episode one is still something great to check out if you haven't yet where i got into it about the vancouver canucks organization where i think they stand as i stand with bruce bruce there it is now as you see also I got fight stories t-shirt on I got to give love to Trevor Gillies former NHL player for the New York Islanders he is a fan of the show and a previous special edition guest and speaking of the special editions that we feature here on the Game Sports Show on all platforms we do have an upcoming episode with John Morasti Now you don't want to miss that one of the three gyms on Shorezy, so make sure you keep an eye for that upload also and last but not least and I'm saving the best feature here for last Mike Tessoni he is the producer of the Game Sports Show podcast powered by the t Network. And I want to say thank you to Mike Dissoni for taking the time to make me look a little bit better, I guess, and to sound a little bit better. Also, just being a producer here on the Game Sports Show, his involvement is appreciated, and he is a true heartbeat to these shows here on the Game Sports Show podcast. Now, the agenda for tonight's upload is going to be a few things that yours truly will be diving into. And after this introduction portion, I'll be wrapping up shortly. I'm going to get into a little bit of WWE discussion. Yes, I said it little bit of WWE discussion I can't believe it and I'm going to mix in a second topic in there and it is baseball for the second segment of the show we're going to have Mike Fabro come on now he has a YouTube channel called Fantasy Puck he is from Sault Ste. Marie Ontario very brilliant guy when it comes to the world of fantasy hockey you can check out his YouTube channel we're going to get into all of that and then lastly we'll have my final thoughts segment for the third portion of the show now getting right into the WWE. What I want to talk about here is that if you are a longtime listener of the game sports show and the game sports show podcasts, uh, there's been an addition that we've had just a couple of times uh, with. Intercontinental Inch, it is called. There's a buddy of mine uh, who is a very passionate wrestling fan. And that is a character that is always beloved here on the show. And he's only been on a couple of times. We'll have to get him on eventually again uh, and to be in full character. But the reason why I'm bringing up uh, the WWE is not because of what we did in the past or who we have as a little character on the Game Sports Show podcast. But the WWE itself, you know, I was looking into a lot of research about the WWE. And when I was younger, I used to watch it. I used to have WWE SmackDown, uh, Shut Your Mouth. I had, uh, you know, the w- and with The Rock on the cover and all the boys on there. And you had, I remember the times with Hulk Hogan coming out with NWO and him and The Rock having the dispute. You had Kurt Angle coming down uh, the, the entranceway with a milk truck and spraying Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out with the beer truck and drinking the beer. And you had Undertaker throwing off Mankind off a hell in a cell. And, you know, I was born in 1991. Just so everyone is aware. 1991 is when I was born. Um, so I was able to see the era, the attitude era that was just so amazing. And we have a, a hockey analyst on the show and overall sports analyst, Alex Parr, that you can hear on top shelf and on the special edition podcasts um, as well. And we were talking the other day about the WWE SummerSlam going to Detroit and the events in WWE. And he was sharing with me some of the things that WWE does today. And when I think of the WWE guys that come to mind are The Rock, it's The Undertaker, it's Kane DX with Triple H, who obviously is still around. Hollywood Hulk Hogan to an extent. Obviously, he was around before I was born also, but he was still there around the tail end. Yeah, Brock Lesnar for around the thousands when he came in. Booker T when him and The Rock had the just the the rivalry in the thousands. It was fantastic overall to to really enjoy. And when I was younger, I used to have this wrestling rink that I wrestling uh ring. Sorry, not rink. Here I am already thinking, huh? Uh, the 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 ring and I used to have these action figures that were Edge Canadian boy Christian another another Canadian boy as well. And I had all the action figures of these, uh, uh, of these wrestlers that were well-known, you know, Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. And I, I used to, when I was younger, of course, to play with it, but now they're collectors. And I'm glad I took good care of them because I still have the ring. I still have the the action figures and uh, the belts, you know, the the original WWE championship belt, a little mini one. It's, it's It made me really think when I was downstairs in my household here, I clean out my basement, seeing all these nostalgia with toys. And it made me think of the WWE today and how it's definitely not the same, right? Like, if you look back at the WWE, the, the moves even look more real. The blood, the, the matches, is, it's it's amazing. Shane O'Mac and the McMahon family, obviously, there's some hot water going on with Vince, right? And WWE sales and et cetera. We're not going to get into that. But... I know there's people that really enjoy the WWE. It's a business that's still really popular. People watch it. I know that people that are born in the late 90s, early 1000s, still enjoy it to a degree. I feel like it was more popular for around my age group, if not a little bit older. And I wanted to maybe start a little dilemma here and really say out loud that I think that the Attitude Era, the the previous era, is so, so much better. And I really don't think many people are going to disagree with it. But the entertainment was off the chains. It was much better at that point, and truth be told, I I really I really miss what that was. I wish I could go back and just be in that kid self again and just remember seeing that pay per view come with the Royal Rumbles or the WrestleMania and and the the great match that Hulk Hogan and the Rock had, and it's it's been, it's been a lot of legendary moments that I have with friends when I was younger in elementary school and, uh, and next to playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which you know, probably a little young to play at that point, but playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City and then having a wrestling event, it was kind of a big thing to do and the game triple H, right. And I know a uh, co-founder of the show, uh, Scott Mason, uh was a big fan of wrestling as well. And There's there's a lot of tales shared about it, and I miss what it used to be. I don't enjoy wrestling. I I don't want to watch wrestling. Truthfully, I'm going to tell you that. But what I want to say on this point is that WWE, what it was, isn't what it is today. And it hasn't been what it was for many, many, many years. I think they're really trying to change it. Uh, But there is a lot of good... Uh, wrestlers to kind of nail up Braun Strowman. You got Drew McIntyre. You have Seth Rollins, who seems to be running the show. Uh, there's there's a good crew uh, of of wrestlers that are still very entertaining. Uh, and the WWE is trying to really revive and bring back that not just that older generation, but engage the younger generation. And I, I think a big part of it is their their abilities in the ring and to make not predictable uh, matches, uh, pre- not predictable uh, events, and potential uh, outcomes. I remember watching WrestleMania. I can remember now what it was—about five years ago plus—at uh, a friend's house, and it they were it was just boo fest. Fans were just bored. The matches were not enjoyable, and honestly, the WWE is trying to save face, and they're still very popular, right? They're still very, 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 very profitable business. I just want to bring it up because I had a friend tell me, what did you really enjoy about the previous era and it was the matches that looked, it looked real even though we know it wasn't, it was, the entertainment was a lot better and I also could ask the question what era do you think is better and I think it's not even close to being in discussion, it is the previous attitude era, it's the, it's, it's the era of The Undertaker being in his prime, Kane and Hulk Hogan, Young Brock Lesnar, Booker T, The Rock, Triple H and my favorite group of all time, DX, you know, Are You Ready I can just hear the the sounds man. it's one of my favorite music theaters Of all time, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, X Pac, and it's truly, it's truly something. When I think back, I'll never forget because of all the enjoyment that I had when I was younger. And as I remember losing interest in it as as I grew up, but it just got worse. And I think the WWE is doing better at trying to make it better. I would still not watch it, but to answer the questions that I get of what's better then or now it's by far then Uh, I wouldn't watch it. And what do you think they need to change in today's WWE is a question that I do get a lot. Uh, It feels like people think I watch it a lot. I don't, but I do keep a little tab on social media uh, and I was able to keep in touch with it because of some members here on the game sports show family. Uh, But, They need to change a good chunk. And I think it's just starting with the entertainment. They have the wrestlers. They have the talent. uh, They have the popularity. They have the money. I think it's something that could be corrected quickly. And would I go to an event? And absolutely. I think that'd be something to cross off the experience list. And I think a Royal Rumble would be enjoyable. I know recently a Royal Rumble happened, and it was a really good uh, scene. The Paul brothers really involved in boxing and wrestling is kind of annoying to me. And if they end up listening to this podcast, I'm not going to explain why. And I don't really want to. Uh, I'm just I I feel like you know there's uh, there's a lot that could be touched on in WWE, and they're bringing in the popular guys like the Pauls, and uh, they're really coming up with different storylines to try to pique the interest of more fans but I think there's still some ability uh, to improve. I would like to hear your comments, what you think of the previous, era? what's your best moment of the previous era in the WWE? Please share that with me. And I would love to share more of this. I know we have very limited time on this episode, uh, so I'm going to make sure I dive into the second topic quite quickly here uh, before we take our quick little moment breather before Mike Fabro joins us. Uh, and my final thoughts of WWE, like I said, please share below. I miss what it was. i still thinking about what it was, and it would be great to go back in time and see that but this isn't uh, the time heist taking a note from the Avengers or back to the future where you can't jump my DeLorean and go rewatch some of those moments that were great in wrestling uh, doesn't share that same experience for me anymore but it was certainly much better then than now and there's still some improvement that could be made nowadays. Now one thing I'd like to really get into uh, quickly here before we take a quick breather is baseball. And we do have a podcast here on the Game Sports Show podcast within the umbrella of the Game Sports Show. And, of course, TGM, it's called Strike Zone with yours truly and Connor Henderson. Now, Connor Henderson is a known baseball player here in Sioux State, Marie, Ontario. He also uh, coached the, the Black Sox baseball program, and he was a teammate with me <clears throat> on many – uh for many years uh, on our men's league team that we have. We have the Game Sports Show Renegades. Now we're called the T-Gem Pandas. As you see right behind me, right there, with the flawless roofing hat, that is the trophy that we won this year, the first trophy that we ended up getting. And uh, it was great. And the T-Gem Pandas is the name of our team. And Connor wasn't a part of the team this year, unfortunately, the year that we ended up winning. And the reason why I'm bringing up the Strike Zone podcast is because we haven't talked about baseball a lot here on the Game Sports Show. And I want to start inducing it because you know what? It's coming. Spring training is around the corner. Baseball is around the corner. We have news in baseball coming up, and I want to kind of touch on that. I'm not going to touch on too much of that news and because more news can occur by the time you hear this episode. But the one thing that caught my eye that I want to bring up first is Bob Bichette, him locking up a deal uh, and avoiding arbitration uh, with the Blue Jays, a three-year contract is what was reported. At the time of this recording, and a lot of people are saying in three years when he's done, he's gone or whatever it may be. And truth be told, you know, Boba Shett is a guy who feels that he should be paid and he's a guy who's been clutch. And this year, you know, there's a lot of circumstances where he's made some hits where hittable hit, balls don't seem possible. You can ask pick, uh, pitchers. Uh, I can't recall the pitcher now. I, I had it noted at the end, uh, before I came on the podcast, but now I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but there was a saying, any pitch you throw inside on him, he'll just move his hands. He'll get that hit. You move it on the other side, he'll make it and take that hit. You know, Bichette, a guy who could be clutch. He could be that guy that, yeah, maybe he won't hit a bomb like Vladdy will, or, you know, maybe Springer could, but it's Bichette is a clutch hitter who can hit bombs and he's the guy that you would want up when you have two men on two out and it's game seven of the world series you know that's who you want up and i think bichette's gonna have these three years here to really prove his worth in the mlb really solidify his position as a shortstop and he's going to be able to really see if he can deserves a payday that he that he gets I think he's going to get it, and hopefully he remains as a Blue Jay, because everyone knows that I'm a Blue Jay fan. Uh, I've taken my host hat here off for a second. So I want to touch on the Blue Jays there briefly, and speaking of the Blue Jays, the top prospects came out, and really interesting here. I I feel that the Blue Jays would maybe have higher prospects, but uh, that's not the case. Uh, The Blue Jays don't have a top prospect in the newly released top 100 until number 32, and it's Ricky Teedman, the kid's a stud. And the Detroit Tigers, now, I maybe get corrected, but from what I heard on the television and from what I've done with my research, Tigers don't have one until 83, and it's Chase Young, but the Tigers do have a very young team as well, a young, exciting team to really observe, and – The teams that are invading the top five, Orioles have eight. The Guardians have seven. The Dodgers, oh, that is scary, has seven. The the Rogers, yeah, no, the Rangers have six and the Cardinals, five. So the Orioles, Guardians, Dodgers, Rangers, and Cardinals are the top five. And the Orioles have eight. They're already an exciting, more exciting team to watch this year. Wait till they get guys like Gunnar Henderson gets really molded up and uh, Holiday comes on up. Jackson Holiday, you know, a recent top pick for the Orioles. It's going to be very exciting to watch the Baltimore Orioles and it's AL East is uh, continuous. It's much like the Atlantic division with hockey. It seems to be a division that doesn't go away with talent and star-studded talent and, uh, as a Toronto team seems to continue to improve and get better and have an expectation. There's always a team or two or three in their division that is able to keep up. Now, the last thing I want to bring up is MLB The Show. I'm a big fan of MLB The Show uh, and they're introducing the uh, the Negro League's And I'm very happy to see that they're incorporating that. And Derek Jeter on the Legends feature. Oh, thumbs up. I have already got that game ready and pre-ordered, ready to go. And the MLB The Show does a fantastic job with their video games. And they really incorporate a lot of the history in the game. And that's what I truly admire. There's so much to love about the game of baseball. Now, I want to hear your thoughts about the world of baseball in terms of the pros, top prospects. What do you think of the Orioles, the Guardians, the Dodgers, Rangers, Cardinals, or the Blue Jays? You know, it seems like they obviously they got rid of their top prospect and moved it over to uh, Arizona to bring in uh, Don Varsho. So the Tigers, young team. We have a lot of Toronto and uh, Tigers, uh, Detroit listeners here on the Game Sports Show, so I'd be curious to hear their feedback. But if you're, if you're someone else who enjoys the Cardinals, maybe you enjoy... Uh, watching Milwaukee Brewers I love the Milwaukee Brewers uh, ballpark and such a great city to enjoy especially in the summertime let me know what you think about the world of baseball what are your early thoughts and you can even let me know about Bo Bichette three years do you see him being a J afterwards or do you see him leaving it's tough I think he does stay but I think performance if he does too good he may go somewhere else so we're going to take a quick breather here. The introduction was a little longer than anticipated, uh, but that's fine. That's what we get to do here on the Game Sports Show podcast. In the second segment, uh, Mike Fabro here will be joining us in just a few moments. Uh, so Mike Fabro, as I mentioned, is the uh, one of the operators of the YouTube channel called Fantasy Puck. You can give it a check out before you listen to the segment. It is great, and it's going to be us, uh, him and him and myself, Mike Fabro and David McKay, talking about fantasy hockey, talking about his YouTube channel, just the world of hockey in general. So I will let Mike get all settled in here and we'll get back here with segment two. And welcome back to the Game Sports Show podcast powered by the game entertainment and media. This edition is sponsored by the Sport Displays and Flawless Roofing. David McKay continuing to join you here. Second segment now. Very happy for this guest to join. He's familiar with the Game Sports Show podcast. He has not been on the Game Sports Show podcast, but you should know him, especially if you checked out Fantasy Park on YouTube. Okay, he's obviously knows the game of hockey really well, and I'm very happy he's to come and share his knowledge in the game of hockey and also talk about his very successful YouTube channel. And you're going to start seeing Mike on this podcast a little bit more here and there because his Fantasy puck intakes are fantastic. Now, enough with me talking. You want to hear and see him. Let's slide it over to you, Mike. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us here tonight.
0: Thanks for having me. I think it's awesome to see the connection from two people from the same town. And, you know, we share the same passion for sports and podcasting. And just, you know, we're two big talkers here. So I'm excited to have to be on here. I'm excited to talk about fantasy, about the channel, how we've grown, um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty open to some Q and A, so feel free to just ask me a couple of questions and then we can, you know, talk about it.
1: Definitely. Now I got to give a shout out because it wouldn't be fair if I didn't to Lacey Patingalo now. Yes. Thanks Lacey. That, definitely. I got to give a shout out to her. You know, my best friend, Jerry Patingalo is married to a wonderful woman named Lacey Patingalo and Lacey who was beside me at the Strive Gala. And no, I didn't win any of the awards, but the, the people I went up against knowing what they did for the community. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was really good. Congratulations to those winners at Strive. Now, people that are outside this year are wondering what the heck that is. Strive is a young professionals group at Sault St. Marie, but Lacey was there by my side with it, and he, she got to understand and be hands-on a little bit more with the Game Sports show and also with t and she uh, got us connected, myself and Mike, and she just messaged me on Facebook saying, hey, I noticed you were doing these collabs on on YouTube and your show. I know someone in town that'd be a fit, and that's kind of how it goes, and that's the way it should be. People should be collabing. Lobbying. And that's what Mike and I are doing. I. But I know what you're doing, Mike, is, is really well. You've been doing it for quite some time, and your you, your subscribers, your interaction on your channel, you found something successful there. So, what I'm gonna let the listeners know right now is of course, again, thank you to Lacey Patingalo, Uh, but also the channel that you have, Fantasy Puck. I want if anyone wants to take a quick pause and go check that out. So while we're talking, do so. But to search Fantasy Puck on YouTube, it's the sounds the way it is, it's all one word. You'll see they got pretty attractive thumbnails, they got over 5k <laughs> subscribers, they get over a couple K video views they, they know what they're doing on there and it's all about the fantasy uh, fantasy side of the game i'm gonna let mike explain that just give it a check out and subscribe to them okay and also at the same time search t and subscribe to us and yeah in sports show for sure right but that's how this should be is connecting and that's why collabing on channels which you're gonna see a lot here on the game sports show side of things but as well as uh, t so mike i want to i don't want to take the full air time here uh so i'm going to slide over to you i want you to We'll get into the fantasy puck a little bit here, and sure. I want to say, just I'm not going to ask anything yet. I'm just going to give you the floor. Talk about it. What do you want to share to our listeners about what fantasy puck is?
0: Yeah, so we're just a fantasy based platform. I feel like a lot of people, especially from Canada, or you know, I, we all play fantasy hockey. I, I, do you play in any leagues at all?
1: This year, I actually didn't, but I do. I took a year off this year. I actually originally took a year off from everything hockey except the podcast, but Fair. now I got sucked back into coaching. I got sucked back into playing men's league. Now I miss not playing fantasy hockey. So, you know what? I shouldn't have done that, but yes, I do indeed. And it's fun. And so is fantasy football too. Also, I know it's, oh, it's the best. You know, the, the fantasy sports is so fun.
0: It's the best. I find like for us, especially being out of sports now, especially competitive sports this is like our way to stay competitive and stay competitive amongst our friends. Yep. So yeah, for me, like, I, I feel like I started back like pickup where we'd go into a room with a bunch of guys and we'd all draft our team and have to be manually inputted. And now we're over on Yahoo where everything's just automated, yep. but yeah, like, so back in 2020, I graduated from school and just didn't really have anything going on so i took sports graduated from a sports program so like just something i was obviously super passionate about loved hockey and i graduated from sports when sports was canceled i'm like i need to find a hobby i need to find something to do and then i knew i was good in fantasy sports and i wasn't really good with video editing but i knew i could spend the time to learn it because i had the time because we were in lockdown here in canada and us viewers it probably wasn't as bad for you but for us it was i felt like every every single month we were just another lockdown another 30 days um and i'm like all right and i went and looked online and i was already following a couple people as you mentioned fantasy football was super popular there was a guy i followed that was actively doing fantasy football content um you know sleepers best pick at this position all of that i'm like who's doing it for hockey and i went and looked and there was no one i'm like this has there has to be a market for this right yeah and uh i remember talking to one of my friends and i'm like we're at work. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking to start like a fancy hockey YouTube channel. I'm embarrassed. He's like, no matter what you do, people are going to make fun of you. It's just ignore them and just do what you're passionate about. And I did. And, um, I think within like a month and a half, we ended up getting over a thousand subscribers and we're able to monetize on YouTube. And, you know, I think, I think the big thing was just like finding the niche, right. It was like, no one was really doing it, but there was a market for it still. And like what separated myself from others is there was another podcast that was posting like 40 minute long videos mm. and I'm like no one's really doing like 7 to 10 like the quick you know lots like still good information but not like expanded through 40 minutes and not like in the shorts where it's just quick content and yeah I ended up finding the niche and it, it worked out and we're you know we're growing I was still pretty um I still am pretty like get burnt out around this time especially I'm still in school and I'm still working full-time so like having to manage everything's tough but, like, next year is, like, the first full year of Fantasy Puck where I'm, like, just working, like, the like the channel. But I end up bringing up some awesome friends from university that are, like, super big into hockey. And, you know, we all just kind of collaborate together with our knowledge and we're able to find synergies. Like, one guy's really good with, like, social media. Um, the other guy, like I mentioned, with the thumbnails and the editing and all of that. So, I ended up being, like, a perfect collaboration between the three of us. And, yeah, it just took off and we've been doing really well. Um you know, we've tried to find ways to go away from the brand. And a lot of people have said, why don't you just do other sports? But it's like, we are fantasy hockey only channels. So like, why not be great at one thing, than be good at multiple things is the way I, I kind of look at it. So way to put it. yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride, man. It's like, you know, when something's a passion, it's easy to get up or like, you know, sit down, I guess every day after work and grind it out. Cause I'm so passionate. I do it anyways. Right. Like I'm already playing fantasy sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been super fun. It's been a great ride. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like almost surreal, like getting here. I know it's not like the big numbers you see, like we talked about before chicklets and bar stool, but still going from zero to, you know, where we're at now has been you know, so much fun. I've learned so much and, you know, so many mistakes along the way, but you learn from them. So yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I'm, I'm loving it. I actually have, I've been slacking a little bit too, but
1: no, you shouldn't. Recently, actually, just at this time of recording, you know, you had a week 17 preview, top streaming options, just posted was your most recent video at this time of recording. That may change uh, you know, by the time someone listens to this or when it's uploaded. Uh, but you can also look at stuff from a couple months ago that are still entertaining to listen to. And you got all laid out professionally right on your YouTube channel. And again, that's Fantasy Puck. And, if, and your number one fantasy hockey YouTube channel is right yep. in the banner it's right there great logo by the way to fp in the middle of a puck like yeah we
0: changed it this year actually <laughs>
1: logo and yeah. i believe that's link tree you got twitter you you can see all the information that, that you have on there and 5.2 5.72k subscribers uh, at this time of recording and hopefully some more after this channel <laughs> yeah. after this upload but definitely entertaining mm-hmm. and if somebody has a question about what they should look at for fantasy or I'd like to use this example, you may not to, even for betting for games. Looking at this too might help them with that. So what would you encourage somebody from the betting side without encouraging betting? Yeah,
0: because we can't. No,
1: exactly. Uh, Or what would you recommend, I guess is what I should say, on top of kind of some sleeping options that you think are some players that maybe some people should look at going into the back half now of the All-Star break prior to the deadline?
0: um so like in terms of players i know something we've looked at if if you're playing fantasy especially is um the avalanche have the best schedule relative to the fantasy playoffs so that starts in week it depends on your league but like week 22 23 uh, i think march 13th is the first week for some people's fantasy playoffs so colorado has just a jam-packed schedule so someone i'd be looking at is i don't know like i guess you can't recommend the big guys but i like devin Taze quite a bit he's a defender on colorado he's Hasn't had a very good season, but he's been pretty good. Um, I really like Francois, the goalie, and um, Georgiev. So if you're in deeper leagues, like Francois is good because he may not even be owned. But um, yeah, I like Georgiev too. He's getting a lot of starts there in Colorado. Again, there's good schedule. I think they're a really good team. But um, for the sports betting thing, we do have a Discord at Fantasy Puck um, where it's just like we basically have a community. It's an online community. It's like a forum almost, and you can join in. Um, We have a sport betting uh, little chat channel in there. So we have people like talking in there all the time about their picks. Uh, Yeah, nothing too major in in the bets. I I took Jake Ottinger for Vesna a little bit ago, but in terms of it's hard to get a lot of value for the Stanley Cup bets too. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any favorites for the Stanley Cup? You've been watching it all? Uh
1: Oh, honestly, like, Leafs. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, being a Leaf fan, everyone else yeah. to watch this channel. I'm a sucker for pain. I feel like my most popular shows are when I vented about Toronto after losing Game Seven. When it comes to news shows, and that's Makes a little sense. Like someone I respect, <laughs> Steve Dangle. Someone I've talked to a few times and connected with. You know, I know he gets the most streams when that happens. You know, but jokes aside, it's obviously hockey's on this house all the time, and I have to appreciate uh, the members of. Uh, my fiance in the, in the household here who put up with watching hockey all the time. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's something overall that this year, honestly going in Carolina was a team that yeah. I'm looking at. And, you know, I even said that my prediction was Toronto, Carolina conference final, something like a rematch. No two people remember that series or not, but I didn't want to say who was going to win because I, I don't want to say it because it's yeah. really hard, you know. But it's Carolina's subject. <laughs> yeah, Carolina's the the team that I'm really looking at, and Pat Chiretti getting hurt and going to oh man, are like sad. You feel bad for him because he hasn't been able to get healthy. But do you feel bad for Carolina's management? Nope. because he got so much money to play with. So like, I think. You can look at some big names going over there. So when it comes to a pick, I feel like Carolina—that's the team that can really buy and bring in some strong assets. And if they can get a player that has a 50% retained, and then another star player who has 25% retained, two top six guys—watch out! That, oh yeah. Not only does that make them my Cup favorite at the beginning of the year, that makes them like my slam dunk Cup favorite. Screw Boston! I don't care. I know. We have- oh yeah,
0: they're flukes, flukes.
1: <laughs> I know we have Boston fans on this show that listen a lot of, and some friends of mine. But and it is a touchy subject for me, too, because of being the team that I cheer for is Toronto. But I really think that Carolina is a team to watch out for, Mike. I, I I think if anyone's looking at anything fantasy side, that's those are some of the players you have to look at. Uh, and they're goaltending. They can go any place, right? Like If someone – if Freddie's healthy, do you pick Freddie? Does he start – or do you go to Kush Or do you, I don't know how to say his last name? It's Kache-
0: Kachekov, I think. I get I get shredded for pronouncing his name wrong in the comments.
1: I'm gonna call him Koch. Okay, I'm just gonna Koch-, Koch. Koch. Koch, I'm just gonna call him Koch. That's a, that's the nickname I'm gonna call him Koch, but that's my team, Peter I, I, K. Yeah. Peter yeah. K. And that's uh and everyone asks me sometimes what about the West? Who you got in the West? I got nobody. I'm sorry, the West is not beaten the East this year, but if you really want to pick a team in the West, it's Seattle for me still. I don't I know I just got a, I got a feeling that it might be a Seattle thing, but when it comes to playoff time, you can't count out. You cannot count out uh, the, the Colorado avalanche.
0: Oh man. Right? They're so good,
1: right? You can't. So seeing a Carolina Colorado final might be in my kind of in my future, but I don't want to spoil that too much. Cause the deadline still has to happen. Mike, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe Toronto buys Boston gets hurt. I don't know. Colorado more injuries happen. Maybe surprises happen.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I think, um, out of the West, I like Dallas a lot. I just feel like they have so many good pieces, and they are a team that I could see adding at some point. But I was thinking when you were talking about the Carolina Toronto final, I'm like, Freddie Anderson versus the Leafs. Is Freddie Anderson gonna shut his former team up that shut Probably him out earlier? I don't
1: imagine it's like a repeat of O2. I remember sitting my parents' basement in O2 watching the Carolina Hurricanes, okay? And watching Rod Brindamore, Martin Jelena. Those, oh, yeah. Those are some archive names. Yeah. Wild. And look at Sundin, or Sundin, Gary Roberts, Darcy Tucker, Jonas Hoagland, all these guys that Toronto had Brian McCabe. Oh. Miss those days, those were the days were <laughs> and then it got
0: worse and worse. It went downhill it from went there downhill. until this came in. <laughs> but
1: then, then uh, Carolina, when they won that year, they went to play against a very stacked Detroit team. And oh, the L2 Detroit team, yeah. Oh, you know, well, Shannon Hall Robot, classic. You weren't, yeah, Lynch, you're not beating those guys. And, you, you know, there's 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 another name from Detroit. I'm really thinking. Of. Speaking of fantasy guys, Dylan Larkin. You know, if he's been
0: great this year,
1: if you got him in your fantasy, I don't think Detroit's going to keep him. I've said that. I, I that might wow. change while we're talking, while before this is uploaded. So I don't want to get into that too much. But there's a lot of big names that can happen at this deadline. I think that's really going to affect the fantasy hockey world and the betting world because a lot of big names can move.
0: Paddy Kane's another interesting one where. I don't know where he's going to go but I think with like Carolina having Patchetti off the books now and then there's theories people are saying that um Landeskog they might just be holding him on on LTIR until playoffs like Kucherov situation and then just acquire Kane for then Colorado has a ton of assets still like Bowen Byram I don't know if he would probably I don't think they give him up but they still have a lot of assets too in the minors that they can give up yeah. um Lots. and jacob jacob chikrin i know is a big name too on arizona that could get moved former sarnia sting yeah. uh yeah there, there's a lot of things um and the Horvat trade recently too with yeah. he gets worse now that he goes to the islanders on a team that plays a ton of defense they have one of the worst uh power plays in the entire nhl yeah. so and he goes from a team where he was playing 22 plus minutes i know the islanders love to spread their minutes out so i think and as a Horvat owner in my one of my big leagues. It kind of hurts right now, but
1: on track he just signed to Lou yeah. opens the book. Trust me, being a leaf fan and having Lou in Toronto for a couple no, years, no, nah, 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 not, not, no, Lou just opens that checkbook. He doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care. He, he's just, Nope. I just, he wanted to bring him in and Bo Horvath. Yeah. The Islanders. Now at this time of recording as the highest point getter on the Islanders, he hasn't even played a game yet at this time of, uh, of recording. So it's, it's interesting to see. And I think a big surprise to look at is the Sabres this year. I think there's a lot of growth to look at. I love league. the Sabres too. Right? I agree. And you got to love the fan base in Buffalo, right? Like, God, they, they, they just, they just want to win. You know, they just want to, they, they literally just want to win. Now, what I'll say from a fantasy hockey end to ask you is if, if someone's looking at one video that I really liked for yours and I try to memorize it because I actually watched it the other day. Was the must draft sleepers for 2022 mm-hmm. that you guys had, and you had over 19,000. Yeah, that was
0: a big one. Yeah, on our day. best one,
1: definitely. And then there's right beside it for popular videos 10 must draft players. So you got Cider right on the thumbnail.
0: Oh man, I'm a
1: big Cider fan that pains me because he's a Red Wing, but god, he's a stud. Eiserman is a dream, is plan. he's a dream, <laughs> but is there anything in terms of sleepers from that video. Okay. That, you know, could continue or maybe that you felt, and I'm making you look back a little bit here, but is there anything in terms of sleepers that might be good to pick up until now, that, if they're on your waiver wire, some other names you mentioned Colorado, but is there any other names that you think could be on the waiver wire for people?
0: Um Frank vitrano is someone we really like yeah. Um Anaheim doc. I think former Bruin, he's just a shot volume machine. it, yeah. It's kind of hard to say sometimes, Dave, because and we get this a lot where people are like, recommend me a trade. Like, oh, this guy's not good in my league because everyone has different leagues. Like, there's people with leagues with like penalty minutes and face off wins. I dislike
1: that. I, I'm not, oh, me I, too. I dislike it. I, I think it should just be points, like goals, assists, shutouts. I don't like penalties. Sorry, to interrupt.
0: Keep, you, keep right. it basic. No, no, no worries. Like, yeah, for me, it's like goals, assists, power play points, shots. Hits and then you can add in blocks if you want to make defensemen more relevant because sometimes it's very hard to find good defensemen. Um, and then goalies usually just it depends if you're in a categories league, which is like you play head to head and there's like there's categories based on how your scoring is. So wins, save percentage, goals against, shutouts usually for goalies, but goalies are tough. Um, anyways, yeah, another guy we're looking at is uh Brady Shea on Carolina. As you mentioned, you like Carolina. Um, burns got taken off power play one shea moved up the power play one so that's another guy we're looking at um we really like the guys that go on power play one it just i almost feel like i haven't i've never actually quantified it but just like playing hockey i feel like you get like 25 to 30 percent more offense from playing on the top power play unit maybe not as much in in the nhl but um i love guys that are on power play one but yeah from that video i think i got I know Seth Jarvis on another Carolina guy. Why are we talking about Carolina only tonight?
1: Carolina is uh, invading this comp because they, rightfully so, they're a good team. They're maybe not talked about enough either, too. When you think about it, they're not, it feels like they're underrated, but they're not. But they're not. It's just because where we are in location, we probably, Toronto, Toronto, Boston, uh, Toronto, (laughs) Toronto, right? It's all you hear, right? But, you got to give love to Carolina. I guess the game sports show is giving love to Carolina today. You know, they, they can send me the bill, uh, send me the check in the mail. Yeah. Uh, I'll take anything with zeros beside the one.
0: A little bit per okay. diem. Yeah. I <laughs> you know. uh Yeah. Like Seth Jarvis was someone we were really high on. He's, I think he's the thumbnail on the video Yeah, and uh he has been, he hasn't been good at all this year. So someone maybe could be sleepy near the end of the season or maybe um we have a thing with my friends we call it uh so like one of the guys that that does uh fantasy puck with us his name is will donovan and we call him donnie goes by don and we have a thing called a donnie sleeper where it's you like someone for for the one year and then he does bad so you don't take him the next year and the next year he breaks out it, it's it, we've had so many instances of donnie sleepers and that's just a common term that we like to use yeah. um and seth jarvis could be a donnie sleeper where we liked him Going into this year, and we're gonna avoid him next year because of the pain from drafting him, <laughs> and then he's gonna end up being good next year. So, but yeah,
1: that's, and that's that was a steal of a pick when they picked up Seth Jarvis I, first I, round, I, I, think, I think, right? Yeah. When you go to Carolina, it's just working out. But it, it's there's other teams in the league. I want people to know that here on the Game Sports Show, we don't just talk Carolina, obviously, and we don't just talk Toronto. You know, but those it, it, it's there's teams. There's been some disappointments too, and I I may be. I, on the other side of this, I'm being careful the way I'm trying on this water because here I'm going to Toronto a little bit because I know there's been injuries with him a little bit. But Morgan Riley,
0: you oh, know, first goal is like a couple of games right? ago. This
1: guy's been getting helpers. I get it. You know he gets the ice time, but come on, look at that season. We had 20 goal, like close to 20. It's he's been a disappointment a little bit and. You know, if you look at the Florida Panthers, that whole team. Yeah, I love them. Chuck, you know, like, it's been, there's been some, it's been not the best year. And you traded Ben Chirot for a first round pick that might end up being a lottery pick if you don't make the playoffs, right? bunch of y'all fans are just licking their chops. Or, yeah. Right? They're licking their chops. And Bedard's the prized possession. But there's other names. Mishkoff. Fantilli, the yep. list goes on. I if you get if you don't get Bedard, sure, that's a generational talent. But if you get Fantilli or you get uh Michkoff, you're still getting a top line guy that's gonna alter your franchise, you know. I
0: agree. Did you go I- see Fantilli in uh against the Lakers?
1: I actually did not. I got chirped for not going. Wow. I'm actually, to be honest with, openly on this channel, I've been following the Hounds because it's part of what we do on the show. For um, you. <laughs> but if we're, it's needed. But I actually haven't even been to a game in person. I've only been monitoring and following it. Uh, with a, So I haven't been to as much games as I want to get to. And I know Shane Wright and everyone who knows Sault Ste. Marie. We have the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds here. If you're a Toronto fan, you know who the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds are, okay? Because of a lot of Hounds on your team in Toronto. They we're a very successful OHL team, I feel like we've had oh, a lot yeah. of winning years. There hasn't been a lot of years that we've been on the outside looking in. Have we won since 93? Nope. It's like a Washington Toronto type issue where you get out, you know, not win, but at least the Hounds got to the championship recently and lost to a very good team in Hamilton. But it's um, the Susquehanna Amory Grounds team in general, uh, when they were playing, Shane Wright was supposed to play, but he didn't play.
0: I was there. Yeah, I was I, in,
1: how mad were you? How mad?
0: <laughs> so I was actually in a box with a friend. And, uh, so I guess when you're scratched or when you're hurt, you're supposed to sit in the stands. And I guess Shane Wright requested not to sit in the stands. So he was actually up in the press box, like two two boxes over from us like in the media box so like we were two boxes from the media box and he's just up there just looking disappointed i know what we were saying picture shane Wright was in the nhl on seattle flying first class playing he played the bell signer scored his first goal there and then goes to world juniors wins gold and then he's in sault st marie watching his team beat up the greyhounds eight <laughs> four
1: how does that happen yeah He's taking the Greyhound bus back to Windsor, sitting on the on the chairs, calling up against the window, taking a, <laughs> you know, that's what he was doing. You know, he's not sitting first class. Hey, another uh, another uh, another round. You know, no, that doesn't uh, probably doesn't. Need some
0: happen. sushi, some steak. No sir, you all you got is pizza and snow in the soup. <laughs>
1: Good pizza, but not in the snow <laughs> sucks. Very good pizza in this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David McKay here, joined by Mike Fabro. We got a couple minutes left here, Mike, and a little bit extra here because uh, we're having some fun chatting. And like I said, we're gonna get Mike on uh, on behalf of Fantasy Puck Talk things uh, even after the deadline, and you're gonna see him more come on as a guest on this podcast, chat a little hockey with yours truly, because not everyone wants to see my face only, despite how I like talking to myself in the mirror. No jokes aside. It, it's it's uh, great to have you on here, Mike, and to get to kind of to the last point. You know these. Obviously, we know people can follow you and subscribe. We talk about your channel and all that. You can send me the chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just <laughs> you know. So what the the thing this year that I really want to get into is the disappointing teams. Okay, that I want to get your opinion. I want to sh- sh- share to people your knowledge with hockey on the side of disappointing teams. Okay, in the Atlantic Division, the Metropolitan Division. Oh. And then the Central Division and the Pacific Division. In each division, and I'm putting you on the spot, what team is surprising you the most on the worst side of the spectrum? Surprised you that they are not doing as good as they should have been doing? Uh, They should be embarrassed how they're doing. I don't know. You use the terms that you want. Each team from one division, I'll give it to you.
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to start off by saying I, you said that my, my, my sports knowledge and I'm pulling up on my left screen. I actually, and I've, if one of my friends listens to this, he get, he makes fun of me for it. I actually don't know the teams in each division. I know all the teams, but I, I don't know by division. So yeah, I'm going to,
1: okay. the Metropolitan division makes me not want to look at a title anyways, because it's the worst division name in hockey. <laughs>
0: yeah, I... It's named after a player, uh, Glenn Metropolitan. <laughs> 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 all right. I'm going to go through all of them and now my now my screen's getting uh dark anyways okay but, so Atlantic Division I would say between two teams um the Senators because they made they acquired a 40 goal score they signed a starting goaltender finally um and you know they actually are over 500 but I thought they were gonna be a little bit better I thought we were gonna see a little bit more of Thomas Shabbat team yeah wild card team potentially they're on the up and up I think um four game win streak it says here and then you already mentioned it but a team that i absolutely love the panthers like the the way they play hockey is insane like they just shoot the puck so much and play no defense and all their defense just pinch and if you go look at their advanced stats they're like top three in every offensive stat but then they're bottom 10 in all defensive stats (laughs) but i i love barkov and i'm very high on sam bennett especially in fantasy so i would say those two teams are um, especially out of the Atlantic that are our bus um the Metro uh, the, the Metro is almost like what you expected to see right the Rangers the Rangers probably they only have 14 losses though but I thought the Rangers were gonna walk away with this division with how good Shasterkin was last year and yeah. oh, they have so many good pieces like like Zabanajad right here. Yeah, unreal. Pan- yeah. Panarin, Fox, like such a good team. But I almost feel like the Metropolitan, the w- the worst named division, is exactly like you expected.
1: Yeah, Columbus um, a joke.
0: <laughs> Columbus is, and I made a bet with a friend that uh, Kachak would put up more points than Gaudreau. I thought Gaudreau was going to be terrible this year. I'm like, who do they
1: have? They don't have anyone. He might get Bedard next year, though. So might. if that happens, I. I hope he goes to Vancouver. I've already said this on this podcast. Yeah, I, I, that's where I hope Pedard goes, goes home to Vancouver. That would be something. But I dislike Vancouver management. You could check out the first episode of the Game Sports Podcast. <laughs> I've how much hate I gave towards the organization. That's
0: that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, all right, so the Central, I think very obvious, the Blues. I love the Blues. They actually, going into playoffs last year, they had eight 20 goal scorers and the Leafs only had four. So I was like, this is a very deep team yeah. yeah very deep team they have everything they have well actually I don't think Bennington's a good goalie but they have his experience right so they have a good goalie very solid decor with like defensive defenseman Falk and Pareko and then just a solid top nine with a bunch of like really good young players and they just they had a terrible start I think at one point Kairo was last in the league for uh he was a minus 16 in the first like three weeks of hockey It was crazy they were
1: very fast skater too he he won the fastest skater last year The NHL. yeah yep yeah.
0: yeah. so um and then pacific division uh again another kind of obvious one i feel like but oh, vancouver and the flames i think the flames have been way worse than we expected maybe from a fantasy standpoint because <laughs> markstrom's been terrible huberto has been horrendous this year and then just the canucks as a franchise just jim rutherford and being scared to to tank I don't know. Just, just a weird, just a weird thing going on. So I actually have a question for you and maybe a little yeah. bit discussion. I'm sorry to sure, extend it, but
1: yeah, you're good. I like it. Um,
0: so like we were on the topic of Bedard. I think he's going to Anaheim personally. That's, that's my dream team for him. <laughs> I don't want to see him rot in Arizona, but I don't know how much you could answer this, but for example, in McDavid's first year in the NHL, he was taken fourth round in fantasy at average draft pick around 50 can you see Bedard being around the same thing? And to for context, like 50th pick this year was like Kadri, Jason Robertson. He's having an outlier year, like Kairu.
1: Good quote. Cool. Wow. Big David went fourth round. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I got to hold on. Before I answer that question, that was his stat when he first got drafted. That's the average.
0: Yeah. So what, his first year in a, like an eligible draft in fantasy, he was a fourth round pick. I think it was forty eighth was his average draft position if I'm not mistaken.
1: Dude, I'm taking. I know McDavid got hurt in his first year for real. I know that happened, but if he didn't get hurt, he's a second rounder for me in the first. Yeah, round. Uh, that's that's wild. Stat. I didn't know that's a great stat. But Bedard, what am I taking him? So it does depend on it what does its uh, so that is an outlier uh for me or uh, a needed observation because he goes to Arizona I'm thinking less than the fourth round because he's fair he's gonna it, I hope it's not Arizona I will be so mad I, I'm sorry Arizona me fans, too you don't deserve a team I'm sorry you don't you play in a college arena it's called the mullet arena for Christ's sake wow I shouldn't say that uh but it's 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 in an arena that's a college rink that you need for the cameras I don't know if you remember watching the least played there it felt like I was watching on my uh my 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 panoramic or my Panasonic video camera when I was a kid like it, that that whole organization is Batman's baby they gotta go they gotta go back to Quebec uh, they gotta go somewhere else I I, I really gotta say that that's Arizona's got to go, but you are answering Bedard. So before I vent, maybe I'll vent about the Arizona Coyotes on another episode. One, day. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. Down the road. So Bedard it does depend where he goes, but I'm going to play hypothetical here. I'm going to play the hypothetical train. Uh, so I think he's going to be a Canuck or a Jackets. Uh, so I'm going to say he ends up on Vancouver. I'm just going to say that he ends up on Vancouver. He gets... They just, and they
0: just lost their one C...
1: And they just lost their one C. He moves up. He's playing with Patterson. He's playing with guys. I'm taking Bedard top three routes. Uh, I I I if not even second. If he ends up, I'll go on the other side with Columbus. I'm taking him fourth. Same as McDavid's, but truthfully, I think someone's got to take Bedard in the top three rounds. I think he's going to be a guy who's used. He's going to get all the ice time because the, the general managers and the owners are going to tell those coaches, hey, that guy's playing. He's playing power. He Powell. sells jerseys. <laughs> exactly. He's playing. He's playing 25 a night. He's doing this. You're just keeping him on the ice. He doesn't come off unless he tells you he's coming off the ice. You got to take Bedard top two this year. I I, I don't care what it is. Unless it's Arizona, don't take him top two. Any other team outside Arizona, take him top two. That's a good Awesome. Point. That's a good question. uh, Bedard is a stud. Bedard is a stud. I hate to quote Coach Chippy on TikTok. If anyone knows who that is, uh, check him out on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me the bill, too, if he wants. Bills are piling up this episode. Toe drag release. Toe drag. Every time I see Bedard, I think of Coach Chippy right now. It is absolutely hilarious. But the kid is a stud. He's a generational talent. But is he better than David? No. No, he's not.
0: No one is. <laughs> no, one. I don't know if we'll ever see anyone that will be. No, literally. I, really, oh my God,
1: I hate, I dislike to say this. People may disagree, but I, I said I see a lot too. of Stamkos and Connor Bedard. I, 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 I think the same statistics, I think the same career. It's path. a good
0: comparison.
1: I got a He can score 60 or he can put up 100 points. Good leader. Right? Stamkos is a very good leader. Look at Pedard and the World Juniors. He said, don't want to talk about me right now. That's a very mature comment. I, lo- I respect him. I loved that, every bit of it. He had me right there. I don't care what team you're on, I love you now, because you're a humble guy. But the way I see it, the way he skates, the way he shoots the puck, he is a little bit smaller than Stammer. I believe he might have an inch or two smaller, but the same type. I just see a lot of Stamkos within Connor Bedard. Not that's all I'll say that, that I may get a lot that's a of good criticism. comparison. I might get criticisms. People on your car your discord or your channel may disagree, but I want to hear it because I don't think he's McDavid. He's not Crosby. He's not Mario Lemieux. He's not Wayne Gretzky. I don't think he's Matthews. Matthews and him are so different, right? So different players. Steven Stamkos, Connor Bedard. That's where I see a comparison career. So maybe in 25 years, when Bedard retires and I'm old, we'll look I'm back ready. at this. We'll look back at this clip, and maybe if the Game Sports Show is still going strong in 25 years, we'll reclip this. Okay, Mike, save Love that. It. Mike, the Sony, save that, and YouTube, Mike, you can save it in your clips. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, conflicting so
0: Mike, mics now, yeah. Conflicting
1: yeah. mics. There's Mike Fabro, there's Mike the Sony. Uh, you know, I might have to call you Fabs. I, I don't know. I don't know. I might have to figure out something as we go. But Mike, it's been a good time. Uh, I know we went a little bit extra, but that's fine because it's, you know, it's Mike to Sony who's got to do the editing on the other side. He gets to have fun with all the, the editing and things, but we had some fun here and uh, I'm glad that you came on to your first, your debut uh, on the game sports show. And I'd like to have you on a little bit more and uh, do a bit more things, especially after the trade deadline. I know the trade deadline's a month. I yeah, don't know a month. I, don't, I but, don't
0: really even know. I it should starts, know, though. It's,
1: it's, I feel like I, I should know it as well. And if I'm remembering correctly, it's March 2nd or 3rd. I'm going to go it's March 3rd because I'm not going to look it up. March 3rd uh, is the trade deadline. If I'm wrong, people will comment uh, and I'll probably <laughs> text you after if I'm wrong. But March 3rd is a trade deadline. So we'll make sure that we get you on after deadline as well to talk a bit more fantasy uh, as well.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for having me. It was actually a blast. And for the viewers, I was nervous going into this and I haven't recorded a video in a little bit. So it's probably a little bit of jitters, but yeah, it was really fun. And I love what you're building. I love the channel and and the podcast is great. So thank you so much for having me.
1: Definitely. Now, make sure I'm gonna remind you. Check out Fantasy Puck on YouTube. It's simple. You're already here listening to the Game Sports Show. Heck, you may be listening on audio, which is fine. I'm not gonna pull that away. Make sure you like and follow all that. But if you're if you're not listening to the video, or you are listening to video, firstly, if you're not, get to the video because you get to see our pretty faces. But if you are listening to video, there's a subscribe option. There's a like option on this video. Do so. But when you're done, check out Fantasy Puck. I will have the connection in the description below. Make sure you do that. And if you're on TikTok, view this show somehow or wherever you are you'll be able to get over to fantasy make sure you do it subscribe support us and support each other and if you have a podcast let's collaborate comment below touch base dispute this Hey, if you want to come on the air and try to challenge Mike and I talking or to me in general bring it you'll lose you'll lose we want it we want it (laughs) again thanks Mike Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back we've got more here on the game sports show podcast so don't go anywhere I want to say thank you again to Mike Fabro for taking the time to join here on the Game Sports Show podcast, episode three, powered by the Game Entertainment Media, sponsored by the Sport Displays and Flawless Roofing, Sale Incorporated. I'm David McKay, continuing to join you here on the Game Sports Show podcast. And if you haven't yet, make sure you hit like, fall and subscribe on the Game Sports Show platforms and the TGM Network YouTube channel. A like and subscribe goes a long way. If you're a local, or so you're outside, hey, just a little subscribe and a little like. It really helps us out here on all of our channels. Uh, So what I want to get into here is segment three. I've really kind of come up with a point of making this final thoughts. And it seems like I'm going to roll with final thoughts here for a little bit. And it's such a... such a easy name to call this, but you know, we've already used a little bit of extra time in the introduction. Mike and I also went a little extra time and by Mike, I mean, Mike Fabro and the other Mike on the other side, Mike to the producer here on the game sports show podcast has some editing to do with this. And I want to make it a little bit easier for him. So for this last part, it's gonna be a little bit quicker, but I am going to dive in and I don't really share a lot of the final thoughts too much at the beginning of what I'm going to talk about, but it's going to be in the NBA and I am going to have a brief touch on the NFL. Yes, I will. I will have a brief update. I uh, wanted to make sure I give you an update of what we're doing for in the pocket podcast and the super bowl coming up this weekend It's Sunday, the super bowl will be there February the 12th, uh, but we're not going to dive into too much of that. Cause I want to save that news for our game for the game sports show in the pocket podcast, but NBA LeBron James, <laughs> so, this is a long-winded debate that's been on movies. It's been talked about by media execs. It's been uh, mentioned a lot uh, in terms of who's the better player, LeBron James or or is it MJ? Uh, is it uh, you know are are we thinking of other players have been brought? Obviously, Cream Cream uh, Jabbar. Easy for me to say right now. Uh, Kobe Bryant. You know a lot of things. And at the time of this recording, LeBron James. Uh, recently broke the record. And the guy has multiple rings, of course, right? He's won some with the Heat. He won one with Cleveland. Uh, he wins with the LA Lakers. And truthfully, my favorite one of LeBron James out of all the rings that he won was by far with Cleveland. Now, he had a good team with Cleveland, but one, he beat the Golden State Warriors. And everyone knows that I'm a Toronto sports fan, a sports fan through and through. And I remember watching the Raptors win at a bar here that's a sponsor of the Game Sports Show for In the Pocket Show. It's called Sports Center Bar and Grill. And Susie Ontario's best sports bar, by the way. I should make sure I mention that six years in a row. Uh, so the Game Sports Show uh, uh, podcast. Uh, and sports center and work closely together. So we're able to build a relationship. And we had a big we had the table right in front of the television, uh, for for my friends, for other friends, show members, etc. And we enjoyed watching the Raptors defeat Golden State that year. And the reason why I bring up the Raptors briefly is because you know, having having them win and having Cleveland defeat Golden State. Golden State has been there a lot, and they're a very good ball team despite having some injuries when the Raptors won with Kevin Durant. LeBron went in there and carried Cleveland, did extremely well, and obviously he had a good little supporting cast around him, but he won for the city of Cleveland, right? Where he was from, it was emotional for him. I actually was excited. But people ask me now, do you watch basketball that much? I watch Raptors games and they're on. the most passionate sports guy but it's difficult watching basketball the way it should. I feel like the game has, you know, started to lose a lot of interest around because of how players demand trades. They want out, they want to win, they want the money, they want this. It just seems like drama, drama, drama. It's it's not about the game anymore. You know, they it's not the way it used to be. But LeBron James is what we're talking about here. And as I said, the recent recently at the time of this recording he just broke the record for the most uh, points of all time. He is not better than Michael Jordan. I, I am sorry. Michael Jordan, first off, as a defense player of the year, if that's one thing on the other side that we can argue. I just really feel that when it comes to LeBron, when it comes to uh, to Michael Jordan, they're just two different players. And what really makes me feel like he is not better than Jordan's not just the defensive side of the game. It's it's not even just points per game or you know rebounds. I know LeBron has more rebounds per game, I believe, in career statistics. But I don't think LeBron can ever touch Jordan's career in terms of not just the side of rings, but it's the all around game on the court and the way that LeBron James has had. He's never had obviously controversy in terms of legal issues. You know, he's never been. In that level, but his, his issues stem from him from basically being the GM of every team that he's went to, but for him to leave Cleveland, go to Miami and win there, go back to Cleveland then leave Cleveland and go to LA. Now he's waiting to play for his son, which is pretty cool. Uh, but in terms of the way that Michael Jordan played his career, yes, he did leave briefly for baseball, but it's like when he came back, it's like nothing ever changed. The he did play for the Wizards, obviously Jordan, but he spent basically all of his career with one team and brought success, and he rebuilt the team from the top up. LeBron was starting to do that in Cleveland, didn't win, and he gave up and left and went to play with Wade and Bosh in Miami to get some rings, and then he brought some supporting cast to Cleveland when he went there, and then he left Cleveland, left them all to dry, and obviously now Cleveland's come uh, come up and around. But the way that the career passes is too much, and I feel like LeBron James already fallen and steered himself too far off the go path to ever truly climb his way to the top of the list, despite what he was and or, or sorry what he has done and breaking the scoring record. There is no way that he is better than Jordan. Uh, obviously, if they play one on one, their prime be a damn good game, uh, be a damn good one on one to watch, but. At the time of the era, it's almost like comparing, and I'm going to use hockey, and I will even use, uh, I'll even try to look at looking at um even using baseball as an example, but hockey is the one I want to go to first. And it's 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 Wayne Gretzky and Connor McDavid, or you can go Wayne Gretzky and Sidney Crosby. But uh, I feel like McDavid, who's much younger than than James, is maybe Crosby is a better comparison. So I'll do that. Crosby, who came in the league, was compared to being a Gretzky, and obviously won three Cups with Pittsburgh. He changed the the organization in Pittsburgh. He is still top five player. He's up there for me. Maybe not top five, top ten player. Where uh, currently still playing Crosby. And he's been effective his entire career, almost like a Jordan path, right? He's never left Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's had injuries and you know, there's, but he's won gold medals. He's been successful. It's, it's truly a good story. When someone stays with the team, look at Steve Eisenman with the red wings, right? You got, you got to love that. And when it comes to the world of baseball, you can compare the Babe Ruth's and, Look at what Derek Jeter did. Those are my comparisons uh, in terms of loyalty to a team. I'm not comparing Jeter to Ruth. I want everyone to know that. there's Nope, that's not what I'm doing here. What I'm looking at, my main point is the majority of one's career with one team and altering an organization. James did do that with Cleveland, but Jordan did that tenfold with with Chicago, and it was a pure dynasty, pure success. And he built the guys around him to be better. Pippen, and those guys – Uh, Truly talented basketball players, but I feel like the growth of Jordan, Jordan was able to build off them and the chemistry of that team. And you got to love Kerr on that team. Just the organization, the way Chicago was is a well-oiled machine. And LeBron had to bounce around to win. And it's just complete different players. But I will say one thing. I do think LeBron James might be a better athlete than Jordan. Well built. Look at his size. I feel like he can play tight end for a football team. Or he can probably learn the game of hockey or baseball quite quickly. So he might be a better athlete. But in terms of all-around basketball player and GOAT status, it is 100% Jordan over LeBron James. And my key point is always still on the defensive side of the basketball. That is where the success is. And the other point, Loyalty to the one team and didn't just call up a bunch of players to stack a team. He stayed with one that were drafted together and they grew up to win together. That's why Jordan's the key points for me. But LBJ getting the most points in NBA history. That's fantastic. That is legendary. He will ever be trying on to be number one. That's going to be very tough to beat. And will it be beat? I think it is easier to beat that than it would be to beat someone like Wayne Gretzky's record or Joe DiMaggio's uh, hitting streak record, stuff like that. But LeBron James, as of now, is the top in the NBA history in scoring. And he's still not done. He's still got a good amount of years to go. I don't think he will retire for uh, a good number of years, at least least until he plays with his son, as we all know. But Jordan over LeBron, it's a heavy talked-about topic. I figured I would do the same. Now, the last thing I'm going to add here for final thoughts is NFL. We will have an in-the-pocket podcast uploaded this week. We are currently uh, determining a date. We do hope to do it on Thursday or Friday, and we hope to have that uploaded on all platforms for you. We are planning to do a video upload, but it may just be audio. Keep an eye on all platforms for that with all of you guys for in-the-pocket. And we are going to talk about the Super Bowl in that game. We're getting into a lot of... Uh, discussion there, and it's the Chiefs and Eagles. And I've already openly talked about this on a previous podcast. I I am picking the Chiefs in that game. Uh, will I be cheering for the Eagles? I can't say if I will. It's hard, you know, being a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Look at the other team in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I really think the Chiefs are just a team. Uh, this was their year to do it. Mahomes uh, go, gets hurt the first game and they still end up finding a way to win. And he's just looking unstoppable MVP season. He's He was there the last time he lost, but he's won it before as well. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a very good football team. They've really surprised a lot this year. And I think they're going to make it a very close game. But you can't, you can't say no to the Chiefs in this one. So, The big thing about the NFL, the Pro Bowl weekend, apparently, and the reason why I say apparently is because I didn't watch it. I looked at all the news. I looked. uh, It's much like the NHL All Star Game. It's a disaster. I've said this. Get rid of all this All Star Game bullshit. It is brutal. Okay, but I'm sticking with the final thoughts about the Super Bowl. Rihanna is performing at the halftime show. That's going to be great. I'm sure she's going to have a lot of guests show up. It's going to be very entertaining. Last year's halftime show was by far one best, if not the best of all time for me. Seeing Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent come out. But I really dislike the, the hate towards 50 Cent there. You know? Just because he's a little bit older and gained a little bit of weight doesn't mean that you know it gives us any right to body shame 50 Cent. Uh, I flat out just going to say that right now. Uh, but yeah, he was looking a little bit more healthier per se and, and the halftime show. I'm looking forward to seeing what those performances are, but it's the game, right? You're there to watch the game and and it's going to be a game that's entertaining. The Chiefs, the Eagles, it's it's all about Mahomes, Hurts, the Kelsey brothers. Can't forget about that. First time I ever see the brothers in the Super Bowl. Can't miss that. It's going to be great. Where are you watching it? Comment below where you're going to be watching and who you got winning this game. Make sure you comment here below and make sure, like I said, check out the Game Sports Show uh, football podcast. It's titled the In the Pocket Podcast presented by the Game Sports Show. Uh, I will be on that panel for the there's two more episodes in season six remaining uh, before we sign off season six. Then we have to wait for season seven. Already the football season is coming to a close. That has been the final thoughts. We talked NBA, LBJ and Michael Jordan. We talked about briefly the NFL, who I think is going to win just about the Super Bowl in general. And just a little tidbit out there for a podcast coming out here in the pocket for you to get more in-depth content by the Game Sports Show and the Game Sports Show family for the Super Bowl this weekend. Right before you get all the news from the other outlets, come to us first. Let us be the first to shower you with the football content and then you can get invaded with it this weekend. I want to give a shout out again to Mike DeSony, the producer of this podcast, Game Sports Show podcast. I tell him each time that it's going to be this time and this time and it gets longer uh, and he does an amazing job getting everything edited. But we have fun. We talk about a lot here on the Game Sports Show podcast. And wherever you're listening, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Again, the TGEM Network is what powers the Game Sports Show. And special shout out as well to, again, the Sport Displays and the Jersey Mount product. Check them out at the sportsdisplays.com and Flawless Roofing. Flawless Roofing Churchill Incorporated over 30 years of business in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and Sault St. Maria. Ontario. Protect your investment. Start from the top. As I mentioned, we will have a special edition upload this week. and That will be the, with John Morasti, and we will, as I mentioned, have in the pocket this week as well. There's a lot of shows you can check out. The sports show schedule uh, will continue. There will be another Top Shelf edition coming up in the next coming weeks, and I am planned to be back here next week for episode four of the game sports show podcast, but please be known that next week there is a lot on the plate for the game sports show. We may be postponing next week and the next upload will be the week of February the 20th. If you don't see one next week again on behalf of the game sports show the game entertainment media yours truly david mccaig and again special thank you to mike Fabro. and again last but not least man myth the legend producer mike DeSoni. thank you again for taking the time to listen to the game sports show podcast we talked wwe we talked baseball we talked hockey fantasy hockey we talked nfl we talked nba we talked everything here because here on the game sports show podcast it isn't just specific to one sport we talk everything I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.